Welcome to Decisive Point, a U.S. Army War College Press production featuring distinguished authors and contributors who get to the heart of the matter in national security affairs. Decisive Point welcomes Colonel Everett Spain, Dr. Gautam Makunda, and Colonel Archie Bates, authors of The Battalion Commander Effect, featured in Parameters Autumn 2021 issue. Colonel Everett Spain, U.S. Army, is the head of the Department of Behavioral Sciences and Leadership at the United States Military Academy. He holds a doctorate in business administration from Harvard University. Dr. Gautam Makunda, research fellow at the Harvard Kennedy School Center for Public Leadership, is the author of Picking Presidents, How to Make the Most Important Decision in the World, and Indispensable, When Leaders Really Matter. Colonel Archie Bates, U.S. Army, is the director of the management program at the United States Military Academy and holds a Ph.D. from the University of Maryland. Welcome, gentlemen. Let's get started. Statistical evidence suggests that Army battalion commanders are significant determinants of the retention of their lieutenants, especially high-potential lieutenants. And your article describes this as the battalion commander effect. Please set the stage for our listeners and give us some context. What do we know about how the battalion commander effect impacts junior officers' decisions to stay in the Army? Listen, Everett, as an Army officer myself, I was surprised at how many of my peers were separating from service after five years or closely thereafter. I know people have different goals and, and dreams and different contexts and life situations, but still surprising, especially a lot of the high quality officers were separating. And at the time, there's a bit of a debate in the press of are officers, you know, best and brightest staying in or getting out? And it, it kind of caught my attention, all the anecdotes around me and my friends. A few years later, I got to go to a uh, doctoral program studying talent management, and I thought I'd dig into it a bit. And I started just with some preliminary interviews. I called some people that stayed in, some people that got out and asked them what made them stay in and what made them get out. I was struck by the influence of their battalion commander in those six or seven preliminary interviews I did. And it made me think back to my, the influence my own battalion commander had. And when I started thinking about it, that battalion commander really was what the Army looked like. That was a representative of the entire Army Officer Corps and kind of my future life in a nutshell. Uh, whether that's too much weight to put on that one person, that's actually what I thought at the time. And I uh, ascribed their, all their skills and relationships and goals and values to the rest of the Army. So that, those commanders were the Army to me. And I thought that maybe that influenced my decision to stay in because I had good battalion commanders. And in the interviews, I, I realized that people had vastly different commanders. Some of the quotes I saw from the folks that had negative experiences was, my battalion commander used to use his position to intimidate his officers into silence. The culture was cancerous. Most of the high-performing officers left the Army. Another one said, my battalion commander was a complete jerk. He considered lieutenants to pursue options outside of his battalion to be treasonous. He was on a crusade to give everybody poor ratings, and uh, you had to work on weekends just to be seen in the office. Now, I also had comments that my commander put wind in my sails, my battalion commander. My battalion commander really established a great climate for my unit. Battalion commander was pulling together our entire unit in social events, physical fitness, and training. My battalion commander cared about his lieutenants. He asked us, what are your career goals? What do you want to do next? And what can we do to keep you in? And I have a lot more comments on both sides. And I noticed this correlation. The ones that had these positive comments were generally the officers that stayed in the Army. And the ones that had the negative comments were generally officers that got out. So though the exact mechanisms of the battalion commander effect are not clear from our research. 
I think all of us, whether we're in the Army or not, can identify with the influences a boss has on your spirit, on, you know, your your hope for the future. Do you look forward to coming to work or not? Does your work have meaning? Do you feel appreciated? And I think that really goes through the battalion commander, which at one point we called the career role model because they were the kind of the first career all the way in uh, life, life employee of a company. And so we think they may have had an outside effect and that drove our research. This is Archie. And, and like ever, I'm an active duty officer and had some of the same anecdotal stories that I shared, that I shared with my peers. This research question that we tried to answer really resonated with me as well. And in addition to the things that Everett said, I would add that not only did we want to know if battalion commanders or senior leaders or supervisors, if they mattered for the the more junior people in the organization, we also wanted to know how much it mattered above and beyond all the other things that can drive a person's retention. So in this case, their first duty assignment, you know, where they were stationed, is it a place where there's great weather? So I'm in Hawaii and you know, I have a great first experience. And so do, does that matter as much as the person that leads me or the unit tradition or the branch, the career in which I serve? how the economy is doing, my marital status. So there's so many things that could go into that decision on whether to stay in or leave the Army. And what we wanted to know is, given all those other things, and how much does that battalion commander have an effect above and beyond those other things? Let's unpack this quote from your article. This project's previous analysis calculated the battalion commander effect with the underlying assumption that all lieutenants have equal potential but this assumption is erroneous. How are things different for high potential lieutenants? So I think in any career field, there are lieutenants that have more propensity to be interested in leading, to have more resilience, that have performed higher in the past in similar tasks to what they should be expected to do in the future. For example, we do something in the Army, typically we force distribute ratings, you know, annual performance ratings. And, and that changes with lieutenants through the years. But during the period of, of the study, most of the, the lieutenant ratings mattered. So in other words, if you had like 20 lieutenants you're rating, you could only give, you know, nine of them a highest rating. Therefore, you could tell over the course of maybe three years, if you were to look at these lieutenants officer reports, who the higher performing ones were, at least in the mind of the battalion commander. And one one way to segregate who are your highest potential officers is to look at past performance. Of course, there's arguments that, that that may be an imperfect correlation, but it's certainly a reasonable correlation. We could say that, hey, the Army's a hierarchical organization, and we need some of every officer level to leave the Army. So, re- so turnover, to a certain extent, is expected and needed, not bad. So it really gets to two questions. One is, how do you identify your highest potential folks? And number two is, are those the ones staying in or not? How do you keep those ones in? And let the other ones who are not quite as high potential go ahead and transition, preferably by choice. In this model, we presented several possible ways to calculate who was high potential. One was through those OERs. Um, One maybe was through their performance at their pre-commissioning source. And uh, I think we suggested a couple other ways. But the way we measured it when we tested it is we used officers that had graduated from more competitive schools and also officers that had graduated with a distinguished graduate rating, which is usually top 20%. That's an imperfect way to do it. But that ended up identifying about one third of the officers. 
out of the sample set, the lieutenants. And we ran the same test again. We found that there was higher variance and there was more predictive power in the battalion commander effect on those high potential officers. And what that told us was there's a likelihood, there's statistical evidence that this battalion commander effect may matter even more for high potential officers than it does your average and valued officer. Let's say the battalion commander effect was officially recognized. How would that impact officer development? What's very important for the Army is that we're developmental. So as our paper proposes, there's a number of things that can go into both promotions, development, selection, and addition. And we propose that something like the battalion commander effect could be used with other measures to do things such as promote and select, but also very importantly to develop. So in terms of leader behavior, we believe that it's best for people to understand what behaviors in this case are junior officers using to determine what they want to be in the future, to determine what is effective leadership. And so if those are some things that we can kind of, with other measures, pinpoint and bring out and use with the battalion commander effect to highlight those who are not doing so well with this sort of thing and those who are doing well. I think we can add it to our inventory of tools that we use so that senior leaders are better trained on those attributes and behaviors that will make them effective in the future. So in, in terms of development, I think for this, our senior level executive courses on leadership, this could be something that we use to help those who want to get better to actually get better. We haven't heard from you on on anything yet, Gautam. So a few a few things. One is this is not a phenomenon that's just about the army. This anecdotally suggests that, and just from experience and from there's some research that suggests this, that this phenomenon, looking at these sort of senior sort of tenured people in the organization and viewing them as kind of life models who tell us what our fate in the organization is going to be if we decide to stay in it exist in lots of organizations. When I was at McKinsey, the first partner I worked with had a huge impact on my desire whether or not I wanted to stay there. I could see that this was a person who basically hadn't seen his family in three years. I was like, you know what, however lucrative this might be, I don't want that life experience. And so there's the sense that you, where we're here is the Army gives us a beautiful example to study something that is common across sort of all kind of high pressure organizations and to learn from it and to apply those learnings well beyond the military. But the second thing I'd say here, right, is that this is a, a moment for leaders, both in the Army and outside of it, to realize that leadership stretches beyond the written parts of doing their job. It is the totality of the experience that they provide as leaders and institutions that will shape the future and the careers of their junior officers. And since for the Army, there are no lateral hires, getting the right people to stay in is crucial for the success of the institution. Being a leader in this environment then is about a lot more than getting your battalion to do well. It is about being the sort of leader who inspires your people to be, I want to be like you. And the more that the institution can understand how to evaluate that holistically, the better off it'll be. All great points. And we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of Decisive Point and would like to hear more, look for us on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and any other major podcast platform.